left, right, left, right, left, marching, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, marching, marching. Hey everyone, Timothy Lawson here, host of Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lock and Load Java and Lost in Entertainment, where I bring you military veterans, athletes, and others that resonate with the idea of being a warrior to find out what challenges they face and what ultimately inspires them. Today I have Robert Cosmo Consolmano on the show. He is a Marine Corps veteran and he practices Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a way to battle PTSD and bipolar disorder. Our interview is very deep into his motivation to want to bring others to Jiu-Jitsu as a way of coping and escape almost. Uh, I think that many of you will appreciate it, and there's information on how to get a hold of him and find out more about his movement in the interview. So without further ado, a quick message from Carl Churchill, co-founder of Lock and Load Java, and then we get right into my interview. Enjoy. Hey, Warriors. This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today. And when you're finished with the episode, head over to lockandloadjava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, Warriors, this week on Fuel for Warriors, I have Robert Consolmano, who uh, originally joined me for the One Too, One Too Many podcast, and I just thought he'd be a really great guest this week in, uh, in talking about the warrior ethos and the warrior menta- mentality. Robert, thank you so much for joining me. Morning, actually. Yes, yeah, so good morning. Good morning. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. A little, um, little under the weather. I don't know if the audience can hear or not. I got some congestion that I'm fighting, so I'm gonna still have to try to bring that energy to the show. And I'm probably gonna let you do a little bit more of the talking, uh, so that way I can conserve a little of that energy. But when, uh, when the ball's in my court, I hope to to bring 100% still. No problem. Sounds good to me. Robert, let's start the show with every with, with the same question that I try to get out of everybody to start off. What does it mean to be a warrior? When you think of a warrior, what comes to mind? Somebody with uh, serious intestinal fortitude. Somebody that can take a pounding, can can get beat up emotionally, mentally, physically, come back and still be a nice person. And, uh, you know, I for me, I find it like, you know, no matter how many times I've been kicked or whatever, yada, 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 I still try to aspire to be a great person. Um, you know, whether it be on the mats, off the mats, just be a very spiritual uh, type of person, uh, respectful. Um, but to me, a warrior is somebody who's just so resilient. No matter what you give them, they overcome adversity. And, um, you know, it's become, it kind of comes second nature, you know, like you're used to it. And uh, you just, you overcome it. You overcome it, you know, where most people would fold. Um, I find myself not folding as you know like i mean i would have outbreaks but you know it always led to my manic you know I would go exercise do whatever box but now i find myself a little bit more grounded and it's like you know i just roll with the punches and um that's to, that's what a warrior is to me somebody who's just got serious intestinal fortitude and a will no matter what to to do right to do good to 
you know, almost like a superhero. Um, a good friend of mine says, you know, I'm basically a modern superhero in a certain way. And honestly, I wish I was. I wish Superman was real. It's not fictional because when that track comes on, brother, I'll tell you, um, my training intensifies. I mean, music is the essence. You know, I, I find that that helps. And um, my warrior mentality even goes a step further when I'm when I'm training. Now, I try to the, the, the focus of this show, I guess not the focus, but um, the two types of people that I try to bring on the show because I think they really embrace the warrior mentality are military veterans and athletes. And you uh, you embrace both of those. Oh. You're, you're a Marine Corps veteran and, a, and you're, um, I don't know, do you call yourself an athlete? What, what oh, do martial so artists let me, let me call themselves? Let me tell you, uh, you know, I, would, I love the term being, you know, being considered an athlete because that's something I've always done since I was a kid. Ever since I was a kid, I mean, I know you were a child too, and I'm sure you competed, you played baseball, you did this and that, but I was the guy, not necessarily that I didn't want to lose, but I excelled at everything I did. I mean, I was nine years old pitching against 13 rolls. I pitched a no-hitter in baseball. Um, I was the fastest guy in the long distance in high school as a freshman. Uh, you know, I just couldn't play football because I wasn't really fully developed. I was a, bl a late bloomer, you know. Uh, it's funny because all my high school friends now say, oh, my God, you're a man. You you know, you're – I'm like, yeah, but I've been training 25 years now. Um, the athlete mentality, yes, being a Marine, yes. I guess you can say fall in both those categories. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm an athlete. And jujitsu, when I compete, let me tell you, it's not, it's not easy. Um, you know, you have somebody coming at you full force with – 100% energy and great technique on the same level, if not marginally higher than you. And uh, it could be a rough day. I mean, you know, you get tapped. You can verbally tap sometimes. A tap, you know, that's basically a submission. Comes on so fast where you can get hurt. Uh, I've seen guys leave, you know, get choked out uh, on the mat and they're asleep. You have to wake them up to guys actually breaking their arm. And I haven't been in that situation yet. Um, but. The beauty is of jiu-jitsu is, yes, in today's world, it's, it's a sport. It is self-defense, but we do compete in it to really gauge our level, and they're all athletes. I mean, these guys are cross-training where 20 years ago, they didn't cross-train the way they do now. Now you have to cross-train. Just like the UFC, the fighters are 10 times better than they were when USC first started. There's no comparison. So let's, uh, you know, since you're the, sort of the first that we've gotten on where we're going to be able to talk about uh, your military experience and your experience with with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What what do you think? Sort of compare and contrast the warrior mentality in both. Like what um, what parts of you uh, resonate with the warrior that you established while you're in the military, and what parts of you resonate with the warrior that you established when you started practicing Jiu-Jitsu? Well, you, so we want me basically just trying to compare the two somewhat, like you know what 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 am, what did it? Yeah, because it's um you know it's it's uh it's different okay. you know yeah. it's it's uh that that tenacity the mentality the focus all that sort of stuff well it well it all resonates the same it's still a different type of resonation. Well, I guess I could say I mean like we all went through boot camp and. Um I would guess have to say because I was younger too. I guess you could say wet behind the ears, you know, not being on my own, that kind of thing. So going from high school, thinking you know everything in the world today, um, I would have to say the Marine Corps was more for me was more mental, um, you know, more uh, more mental, like trying to stay focused and get through and not calculate the days of graduation. You know, you know, I remember guys saying twenty two and a wake up and yada 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 whatever. Um, whereas jujitsu. I mean, I get nervous going to class to this day because you're literally going to class 
and you're expecting to get beat on. It's basically like I'm going into a fight. It's live sparring. So, I mean, there's some mental toughness with that. But the beauty is with jiu-jitsu <clears throat> is you can verbally and, you know, you can verbally and physically tap out and, and give up, which you don't want to, but there's nobody down your neck. The DIs aren't down your neck telling you not to quit. So I guess the mental aspect uh, in the Marine Corps to me, I mean, I handle it with no problems. I just think I would be, it's tougher because, you know, you're trying to, you're on the rifle range, safety, um, you know, you want to do right. You want to impress the DIs. You want to, you want to be a good soul, you know, good Marine. And, um, I would have to say that's the differences between the two. I would have to say jujitsu is more physical. Um, and when you get placed into that situation where you can't get out, you can't do anything, you can just, you know, you can quit where in the Marine Corps, you can't quit on anybody. Um, we all know that, you know, and, um, I think that's what, you know, to make it to the end and to graduate where, you know, if you're, I hate to say mentally weak, but, you know, some people just don't have that fortitude to push through and they don't make it through. Um, that's, that's the differences in my eyes. You know, physically, the Marine Corps was great. I mean, I was the guy doing 70 pull-ups, the whole deal. But, you know what, when you have somebody breathing down your neck and trying to push you and you're interpreting it a different way somewhere because you're a younger guy, you know, and you're, you're nervous and stuff like that. Where jiu-jitsu, it's not like that. I mean, you go to class, it's very laid back. Uh, but when it comes to the sparring side of the house, if you get that monster who's 220 pounds and, you know, black belt, you know, you have to expect that, you know, it's going to be a long five to 10 minutes. Um, or it could be even longer, you know, depending on what the instructor wants to do. So that's my interpretation. So Very well. <clears throat> and you... Um, you know, I want to touch on this a little bit because I think this is a powerful part of your story. You are using uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a sort of recovery, right? Um, mentally, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, let me let me just reiterate. I mean, Jiu-Jitsu is to me is like one of the pills. Um, I do Jiu-Jitsu because I find that it's very effective for self-defense. Um, I don't have to sustain trauma in a life and death situation. Um, you know, I don't have to box. I mean, I used to box for years prior. So in essence to me, with bipolar disorder and post-traumatic stress, I find that if you're doing high-intensity interval training or something that literally when you go to the gym, you're taxing yourself to the point when you leave, the endorphins are going. Jiu-Jitsu gives me that, but it also gives me the competitive edge because I like to be an athlete because at my age there's nothing really there left in the world that I can compete in other than a marathon running, maybe CrossFit. That's not what I want to do. I have that warrior mentality where I want to fight a guy. I'm too old to do like MMA, you know, medicals. I have to have a CAT scan, the whole deal. The state of New Jersey and Pennsylvania won't let me fight because of my age. Even though I could probably do it, I'm more of an anomaly, I guess you could say. But the thing is about jiu-jitsu is I can literally fight somebody. And it's Jiu-Jitsu lets me go back to those roots of the, all the aggression, all the pain and anguish that I went through. And to me, it's just like, it's weird. Like, I'm Batman. I tell this to everybody. You know, Batman became Batman by falling into a well that had, like, bats in it. And it was just, he was scared of them. And he made them his own. He made his worst enemy or his worst fear and conquered it and made it his, his um, insignia. So that's what I find that what fighting does. But... I don't want to tell people that if you don't do jiu-jitsu and you have post-traumatic stress and this and that and bipolar or whatever it might be, that you're not going to get better. You know, but the thing is you have to find something that's just literally going to push your body to the max to where you're just elated. To me, I almost feel like I'm elated when I'm done training, like nothing can, nothing can startle me. Nothing can bother me when I'm done. When I'm driving home, whether I got my butt kicked or I did very well in class, it, it, it just it helps out so much. 
So yes, jujitsu to me is a form of a pill. You know, my advice to people is to find that pill that can help you relax. It's, it's more of a relaxing thing because especially when I'm manic, if I don't train and I'm manic, something, something crazy can happen. I mean, I can snap in a line at Chipotle or something like the other day. I uh, took off from jiu-jitsu and took off from training because my body is breaking down. And this young man is disparaging, you know, talking bad to this other kid and talking to him like in a very condescending manner. And I was getting upset and I wanted to choke him. But I left and uh, I left it alone. I felt bad for the, the kid. He was scared. And um, so, yeah, make a long story short, uh, jiu-jitsu can help. You know, but there's other things out there, too. I don't want to preach that it's the only thing out there because there's other avenues out there. I don't think medication is the only way. Yeah, okay. Um, how does, <coughs> excuse me. Yep. How does your efforts with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, how do you think others can relate to that? Like, you know, you're, how you get featured. I've seen you featured in multiple publications and on Fox and whatnot. You know, how do you think this is resonating with other people, especially other veterans? It's a positive thing. I get tons of emails. Like, it's crazy because, you know, how I had a, a like page. I eliminated because it, it was just too much. I have an Instagram, a Twitter and it's great tools because it's really helping me get my story out there to really try to inspire. But at times it's a little overwhelming because I feel I can't keep up with the influx that's coming in. And I give an example. I had an email and I and went to like a different inbox, I guess, because I have a like button on my regular Facebook. I had like 10, 15 messages. And the first thing I did was get upset because they're old, you know, like and I and I don't want to be the guys like I just blew these people off. So I actually responded um and everybody's wants to try it, um, but it takes a lot of courage because when you're basically, first off, coming out and talking to me about your issues, you know, even though we have common ground, it's very tough for a lot of people to open up. Um, I am getting a lot of emails because you probably know my story too, um, you know, with my mom and stuff and what she went through, like, you know, you know, there was one portion where I mentioned, you know, that uh, was in a publication where, you know, I was my stepfather made me wait outside while he raped my mother um, and his place of work after closing hours. So I do get a lot of emails from a lot of women because a lot of women, uh, physical abuse and trauma. Um, and it's, it's sometimes it's just, you know, it's so deep and it, it just upsets me. And I just try to tell him, say, listen, jujitsu can save your life. I love it. You know, um, it really can. It's very effective. The, the thing is, I'm finding the hardest for people is to actually make that initial step to get on the map because, unfortunately, they see UFC and this and that, and they think, like, you know, you got to be George St. Pierre or whoever to do this. And I, I roll. Rolling means, like, doing jiu-jitsu, like sparring with 60-year-old men, 55-year-old women, you know, people who just don't really have, I guess you could say, mental illness or whatever, but it seems to me that people who have, who need the most help are very adamant or just scared because they've been so traumatized and I'm trying. I just, it's very hard. I had two people not show up um, to my school who said they were going to come and I can't push them because I know what it's like. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, it's, sometimes it's even hard for them to even just to get the counseling. Nevertheless, hey, we're going to put you into this, you know, physical sport. I don't know if you knew this, but the attrition rate 
in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is very high. I mean, it's it's high. It's worse. It's harder than probably getting a PhD. I mean, I don't have a PhD, but it takes about eight years. It takes a good ten years um, for the normal person to attain that rank. So right now I'm a purple belt, close to my brown belt. I'm in the 18% bracket, which means 82% of people don't make it to where I'm at. The next level is brown, which is 5%. 95% of people don't make it to brown. And then black, 3% bracket, 97% attrition rate. To me, that's like, wow, that's high. So, and that's for, I guess you could say, I hate to say normal people, because I like to consider myself to be normal. I just have something that I'm dealing with. But to get somebody who's dealing with issues to jump into that, you know, it's pretty hard. So that's why I say to people, I'm like, you know what? You don't have to necessarily walk exactly in my shoes. Let's be a tree right now with the root. But if you want to branch off in a different area and find some solace, whatever it might be, and it helps, it can help. I don't believe in just taking pills, you know, because the pills, suicidation, it causes this and that and obesity and heart problems. And, uh, you know, when I got out in Tampa in 2011, when they released me. I said, there's no way I'm coming back into this thing. I, I got to do something about this. Why am I always training to the point of complete exhaustion where I can't even walk? And then I got into jujitsu. And now I compete in 28 medals later, 22 of them are gold, number two in the world. And my age bracket, I mean, because I'm fighting some animals who fight my age bracket. I could do the adult division, which is young guys. But, hey, I'm 20-something years older than a lot of these guys. So, um I'm just blessed to be where I'm at right now to hopefully inspire and change people's lives. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not really supposed to talk about it, but I'm not going to mention names or nothing. But my instructor told me that I actually saved somebody's life who had a gun to his mouth the other day. The person called him, didn't want to give his name, but he knows where I train. And I'll leave it at that. And I was just like, oh, my God, I wish this person could at least maybe talk to me because maybe... I can do something more. I mean, if it's great, I saved his life, but I have no idea who this person is. But it's it's helping. It's helping because now that person is taking jujitsu. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm not lying. I swear to God, when he pulled me aside, I'm thinking I did something wrong. Maybe you know, he's like, I need to talk to you. I'm like, and then he just I was like, whoa, really? What's his? He's like, I can't tell you. Just this is confidential. I'm like, no problem. Perfect. So hopefully he won't get upset. I mean, I just said professor and. I don't know this person's name, but it does feel good. And I'm going to, you know, I'm, I want to talk about it because knowing that somebody had a gun to their mouth is now studying jujitsu. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking, um, you're talking about how you think jujitsu can benefit other people that are struggling and that you think this would be very beneficial to other people and how it's benefited you. Right. But let's talk about some challenges you're facing. What, what are one or two challenges that you see yourself facing daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it may be, and then how are you better addressing them each time they come up? Okay. Um, the battle that I have, I don't know how, how much you know about bipolar. I, I struggle more with the ups and downs. Um, the ups and downs to, cannot be controlled. Um, typically, there's a trigger you know, with the PTSD, like maybe I'll get hypervigilant about staying away from something. But what I do find when I'm manic or if I'm down I, I, it takes me like maybe a good 20 minutes to a half hour to go, oh, my God, I'm kind of, I think I'm having an episode, you know, relax, chill. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, reassess, chill out, step back. Like if I'm in my car, um, you know, like I can have a moment. Like I just get like this anxiety. Like I feel like, you know, like um, I, I can't describe it. It's a, 
that's my problem. My problem is the ups and downs, you know, trying to um, know the signal when I'm up and I'm down. Like if I'm crazy manic, like I'm, I have this euphoric, like I can do anything. I have to watch out for that because I can be on suspending sprees. I can do make irrational decisions. Um, but when I'm down, you know, I'm a hard person to deal with. And sometimes I don't even want to go to jujitsu. So what I find with the jujitsu does is when I'm having those ups and downs, it levels me off. It's kind of like, um, you know, I'm, uh, it's a leveling off process. So if I'm too high, you know, whatever it might be, and I roll really hard and I do really well, it slows me down where I'm so taxed that the mania kind of subsides. And then um, where if I'm depressed, I don't, sometimes I don't want to even drive the class. I don't want to talk to anybody. You know? And the beauty is the one uh, professor I train with, Frank, I don't really want to delve into his story, but um, he's a prime marine like me. And um, we have common ground. He has post-traumatic stress from being a cop in Philadelphia. Now he's retired. And I could see it in him. Some days we just look at each other and he'll show a technique or whatever. We, we, he doesn't even say anything. We just got this look on each other. You got it? You got it, you putts? Like we have the – it's weird. It's funny. Like we just give each other these look like I don't want to say nothing he wanted to do. No, we just do it. And, but then there's days where really, really upbeat and cordial and you know, we talk and he's engaging with people. And then there's just days – you know, because he has post-traumatic stress, and it's just you can just tell. But half the battle is making it to the class. If I don't make it to the class, it can get worse, and I have to go to class. You know, if I and what's beauty is uh, guys will monitor me, and I'll be like, "Hey, you coming tonight?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm going to do something else." And sometimes I just train by myself. That's the good thing. Like with jujitsu, you don't necessarily have to do every class because it is taxing for one two you're it's a fight and you know it's scary for some people especially new in their white belt because the attrition rate is so high but the beauty is you know i have mats in my local gym and check this out my gym loves me so much you know i pay a membership they gave me the other side of their building that's completely complete completely carpeted out it's got a speed bag in there and everything i can hang my medals i bought mats i bought high-end uh, wrestling mats he let me store them there. Then he goes, hey, I just want to let you know, I talked to my, um, my co- co-founder or whatever who owns his business. He's like, we want you to have the room. We're going to write it off as a nonprofit. And I'm saying to myself, wow, this is great, my story. But he knows when I come to class, I mean, when I come to the gym, he'll say hello. Sometimes I don't really say much to him. And I blast my radio. I shut the door, and he just looks in the window and watches me drilling my butt off. It's called drilling where I work technique. Because some days I don't even want to be around anybody. But – I'm still training. Then there's days I want to be around with people. So, you know, it's dealing with the ups and downs. Wonderful. And then, so, you know, I think a lot of us have an idea of what the answer to this next question is going to be. But, you know, what's ultimately inspiring you, Robert? What's getting you up in the morning? What's getting you to the gym? What is the fuel that is getting you through these challenges? Let me, let me, you know what my, the fuel is, man, you know what, it has to be, I mean, there's people that inspire me, I'm a big Bruce Lee fanatic, I mean, you know, I never met him, the guys, he died in what, 73, I was born in 72, you know, guys like that, guys like The Rock, people like that, like, you know, you want to aspire to be a good person, and my main thing right now is my great-grandfather, um, I mean, to know that somebody in your family fought 175 fights, was only knocked out once, 
um, knocked out Max Schmeling. And actually, it says specifically in the newspaper article that I got that he mauled Max Schmeling. Max Schmeling knocked out Joe Lewis. I don't know if there's a lot of old heads in no boxing, but Joe Lewis is the brown bomber. Um, and he's considered one of the greatest heavyweights to ever fight. And knowing that my grandfather sparred him and they omitted what exactly happened, because I know what my grandmother told me, but um, he gave him a hard time. They wouldn't give him a shot. So, you know, I guess you could say for me, what motivates me is that Rocky slash underdog. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to be somebody. To me, I told my instructor yesterday where I am in instant messaging while I'm hanging out with a friend of mine. And he's like, brother, you've done so much, and I'm a black belt. And I'm like, listen, I'm not doing it for accolades. I'm doing it for a cause. I said, but when I die, I want people to remember me. You know, like if other people can do it, you know, we – that's the beauty. Every person has uh, an icon. Everybody has a public figure. Everybody has a hero. Well, I want to be a hero for somebody. Why not? You know, like – Call me a cheese ball, but I watch cheesy 80s flicks like The Karate Kid and, um, you know, Best of the Best. That's like my when I watch that, I just I get tears come out and I'm like, why am I crying? I'm like, you know, I'm like, because I just I like being a warrior. I want to be known as a guy who overcame. And, you know, instead of looking at the negative, oh, I was this and that and this happened to me and this and that, you know, I want to focus on the positives now. I'm 42 years old. And I want to live a longer life, a vibrant life. But. I'm reborn in a certain way, and how can I be like all these other guys and maybe, you know what I mean? It, it, you understand where I'm coming from, right? Like I just want to be, I hate to use the term, I want to be somebody because I am somebody, but I want people to remember me. Arnold Schwarzenegger said it best. He goes, when he dies, he wants people to remember him for thousands of years, and he was a bodybuilder and actor. You know, There's no reason why that I can't be the face of bipolar and post-traumatic stress, be the face of Brazilian jiu-jitsu you know, for mental health. Uh, and for everybody, I mean, I don't necessarily have to be an 18 year old world champion who's got 10 world titles in jiu-jitsu because no one knows who he is. But the beauty is I can really infect lives and affect the world and, and make make an impact. And that's what I love. I wake up not knowing if my phone's going to ring. Somebody emails me and goes, hey, man, you know, you really helped me out. Like I said, happy birthday to a guy because he's on my friends list. And he's like, oh, my God, you're like a celebrity. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just a dude. Happy birthday, man. Enjoy your day. <laughs> he was like, you're awesome. I'm like, everybody should do this. We should all do that. <laughs> you know, so that's what inspires me. I just would like you ever see the movie Troy? Remember when she goes, she goes, well, you can stay here. People remember you for about 100 years and then you'd will it away. But if you go to combat. You might, you're not going to come back, but people remember you for thousands of years. That's why I look at it. It's like taking that assigned risk to go out and be that leader and take that chance because you know what? It's going to come back, and it's, it's really going to help people, and it's going to do good. I like that. I like that. Robert, if someone's inspired right now, they want to connect with you, they want to collaborate with you, how can they get a hold of you? Facebook, I guess you could say. Everybody uses it. Um, Robert Consumano. There's not many people with that name. Shoot me a message or, you know, and I love to hear stories. Like if it was me, like, you know, I told myself, man, if I hit the lottery, I can donate money. I want to be that guy that like drives around in my car and hopes that a homeless person, you know, I, I see him everywhere and I just get frustrated. Like I want to do so much and like help. Like, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help myself, but I find myself wanting to help people more sometimes than myself. And I, I, I want to do so much. So I guess just reach out to me and, um, you know, tell me your story or whatever. I mean, like, you know, I'm I'm just trying to 
build like an army of people like me and um it feels good i feel like you know i don't really have family and you know i feel like i have like i'm a lone warrior like i i have this mission to 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 represent them and fight for them that's how i feel like i kind of think like i'm a superhero like you know in a comic book it's like i'm fighting for everybody else and uh, i'm going to keep pushing man it's a battle you know you know how it is man it's so hard and today's work today's world and you know i'm praying certain things fall in line by veterans day where i can get to maybe a, a national level where they go man that guy cosmos cool i want to i want to meet him and i want to meet other people that's my goal <laughs> you know and and hear their stories and you know hopefully inspire them and you know eventually because i'm not going to be able to compete as much anymore and you know i'm going to have to take a step back and then i say to myself oh my god when i stop doing that what what can i do so i'm like man i need to build up build myself to a point where people know me where maybe I want to write my book where I can do and inspire people in other methods because there's just no way I'm going to be able to do it. You know, I mean, I can still do it. I'm probably going to, but my body's breaking down. Um, but I just want to not stop. It's some days I wake up and I go, ah, I got to take a break, you know, but then it's, I just say, nah, man, I, I love it. It's, it's a challenge. Um, and it's great. And to hear people, you know, they they reach out to me. I just I love it, man, and it feels good. So, however you want to help me, like you know, trying to help me spread the word. This this podcast, like I said, I'm honored, um, and hopefully people will listen to it. You know, because you know it is long, but you know what? I think um, we can make an impact. Wonderful, wonderful, and I agree, Robert. I agree <clears throat> entirely with uh, with what you just said. It's hard sometimes to really. Um, put it all in words because I, you know, I'm not in front of you. I can't really, you know, uh, you know, to ask, but it's just like, you know, like I'm overwhelmed, but it's a good overwhelming feeling. But I feel sometimes that I got so much on my plate that I like, I'm like, ah, I can't handle it because I got to focus on my tournaments. I got two major championships coming up. I'm ranked number two now. I'm trying to get to one. And, you know, I have this interview. I have another interview next week, um, you know, and I'm always sending emails. I'm meeting another person in the summer for video and it's great, but I'm just like, ah, you know, like, you know, you know. and, um, you know, one day it's going to it's going to happen. Like my dream is to like maybe get on like a TV show like Ellen DeGeneres or something like somebody where I can really sit down face to face and not have a pre-scripted, you know, and just get it out and, you know, actually have people see my <clears throat> my persona you know, see me sitting down, feeling my energy, because the first thing I'm told is my energy. And I think my energy comes from just having a zest to be alive and to do that. Like, I just think certain people just have that innate ability. They have that, that, that and I, I hate to say I have it, but I get, I'm going to leave it at this. I met a guy from Canada at the New York Open, tough dude, big guy, purple belt. He's like, oh, we're going to meet in the Open. The Open is like the open weight division. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. You're going to kill me, you know, because I'm humble. Well, we didn't do the open together. We wound up hanging out. And he, he, the next day, he gets, you know, he flies back to Canada. He shoots me a message. He goes, I just want to let you know, you have it. I'm like, I have what? He's like, you have it. He goes, man, you got that, that persona, that whatever. I said, he goes, man, he goes, when I talk to you, he's just like, you're so compelling. I said, yeah. I was like, you've been through what I've been through, and a lot of people have been through stuff. I said, but I look at life differently. I seize life, and every day I try to take try to take it to the next level and push myself and um look what i've done so far i mean everything i've done so far is in the six months has been done on my own and i'm like you know what that's that resiliency that's that intestinal fortitude that we're talking about that's the marine in me and i'll tell you what man 
you know, I miss certain parts of the Marine Corps, um, you know, graduating and stuff like that. And you know what? This actually brings that feeling back in a certain way. And I love it. Wonderful, wonderful. Robert, it was it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me. I know my audience uh, really got something from that and hopefully are inspired to uh, to contact you or at least support you in, in, in all of your so efforts. I want to ask you one thing, if you can, uh, like, uh, contact me. Instead of doing Facebook, whatever, I actually have a website that has all my contact information. Um, it would be awesome because I can actually have people post on it uh, in the Facebook comment section, www.com. Super Crazy Cosmo. That's C O Z M O dot com. And all my news clips are on there, all that stuff. You can read my full detailed bio exactly, you know, what, you know, about my bipolar, my PTSD, my trials and tribulations, and what I went through as a child. Um, but that would be actually probably easier. I forgot about that, you know, um, because there's easier ways to email me and find me. www.supercrazycosmo with the Z M O dot com. Cool? Yeah, absolutely cool. Hi, brother. Simple. All right, Robert. Oh, I'm t- All right, see you. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, marching. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, marching.